the power of our words. We have been looking, uh, let's see, it's the last two Sundays at a series on relationships. And this isn't a part of that series, but it does tie in kind of nicely. Uh, this last Sunday, we talked about communication. We talked about it's better to listen a little bit more than we speak. And we talked about how, you know, it tells us in James that we're to be quick to listen and slow to speak, two ears, one mouth. We're going to talk a little bit just about the significance of the words we speak. We're going to talk about this as it relates to the Word of God and speaking the Word of God. But we're also going to talk about this in regard to the opportunity that we have uh, as we relate to others. So, you know, our core truth that we're going to look at here is our words have the ability to inflate or to deflate, right? Uh, It tells us in Proverbs and in several places things about uh, our words. Just want to look at a couple of verses. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 6, 2, you are snared with the words of your lips, and you are caught by the speech of your mouth. Wow, that's a pretty sobering picture, huh? to be snared by the words of our lips and caught by the speech of our mouth. And so as we look at this and talk about it tonight, you know, the, the, when we look at growing in Christ, when we look at maturing as believers, you know, we can look at benchmarks, we can look at indicators to that. Uh, but, but when it's really all said and done, um, Um, One of the things that's high up on the list for us is how are we doing in the mouth department? Right? Not that any of us gets it down cold or gets it perfected, right? We all have days where we say, uh, I could have done a little better with the, the speech that, you know, that came out of my face. But when we look at what does it look like to be growing in Christ? I mean, it tells us in Scripture, right, that, that you know, to tame the tongue, uh, is, it's not an easy thing. It's a challenging thing. And again, we see it here in these verses in Proverbs. Uh, our words are taking us up or they're taking us down. Our words will build others up or they'll tear them down, uh, helping or hindering the situation at hand, moving us forward or taking us backward. Hey, has anybody said anything, and as soon as it came out of your mouth, uh, you realize you had verbally dropped an atomic bomb, you know, and you say, oh boy, what do I do with this now? You know, it's, it's, it's been said, right? And that's, that's one thing about our conversation. So, so tonight is an opportunity for us to do a little bit of, a little bit of reflecting, a little bit of how is this area? Do I keep my, my mouth and my words submitted to the Lord? And then also looking for uh, a little bit of vision on, man, what does it look like when my words are in agreement with what God says? So uh, Proverbs, a couple more verses here, Proverbs 12, 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. In Proverbs 15, 4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And we'll look at one more. Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. You know, maybe the, the modern English, you know, gracious words are a Boston cream donut. You know? Just try to get whatever your favorite sweet is. That's, that's what this is saying. Just, just, you know, gracious words. They're just so sweet to the soul and actually healing uh, to us as people. So the power of our words. I want to kind of hit a couple of different areas. Again, talking about it as it relates to others, as it relates to walking out God's best and His blessings. The, the key to power 
in our words is in where we find agreement. What are we bringing our words in agreement with? So our words, as as those that want to continue to grow in Christ, that want to be seasoned in Christ, to mature in the Lord, our words must align with the Word of God. So uh, Hebrews 4.12, for the Word… Now, now, where it says for the word, that's, that's the Greek word logos. Uh, we're going to compare that to the word rhema. Uh, logos is talking about the written word of God, right? So it says the word of God, the logos, the written word of God is alive and it's active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart, right? So, so as we are getting into the written word of God, the inspired written word, of God, man, it's doing its work on the inside, and it's showing us, you know, uh, you, you know, uh, literally, it's this picture of it. I mean, it can split hairs, you know, as far as discerning and understanding. Then we go to Ephesians six seventeen. It says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Interesting here, which is the Word of God, which is the Rama of God. So again, that we're talking now the word rhema. Logos is talking about written word. Rhema is talking about the spoken word. So realize your sword, uh, it, it's, it's speaking the word of God. And what's the purpose of a sword? It's, it's to protect, it's to defend, uh, and it's to attack. This word rhema, this word for word, uh, in the New Testament, 4,487, uh, that's, the, that's the, the, the word when we look it up. It denotes that which is spoken, which is uttered in speech. Uh, in the singular, it is a word. But again, just, just emphasizing there, it's the idea of what is spoken out of our mouth. So when we speak and we proclaim God's word, power is released. When we're in alignment with his word, when he speak his word, uh, power is released. Hebrews 11.3, this is in the New King James, and we'll just look at it in the NIV. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed, just get that picture, the worlds were framed by the word, the rhema, the spoken word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God made something out of nothing. That's, that's the, the, the power of, of the words of God, the word of God. Hebrews 11.3, again in the NIV, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And again, right, that's referring back to Genesis chapter 1. Uh, in, in the beginning, God said, and we, you see all these different spots, and God said, and God said, and it was good. So uh, when we speak the word of God, it becomes alive and it becomes active. We want it to come out of our mouths. So remember, we're talking about there's power in our words. And we looked at some scriptures that said we can, we can use that power in a damaging way, in a negative way. We can use that in an uplifting way, in a healing way. And certainly when we're in alignment with God's word and we speak his word out and we speak it in faith, that there's the power of God that's released. So let's look at this a little bit more. How does God use the power of words? If we look at Romans chapter 4 in verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. Here's what I want you to pay attention to. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. 
In the Good News Bible, it says, the God who brings the dead to life and whose command brings into being what did not exist. Right? This corresponds with where, where we see in several places in the Word of God. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Right? So, you know, if what we see contradicts the Word of God, we say, well, I'll walk by faith and I will speak the Word of God and bring into being that which doesn't exist. We get the picture of that's what God did. And we'll look here in several places. This is exactly how God calls you and I to live as we walk this adventure of living by faith. So, another key to the the power of our words, not only having our words in alignment with the Word of God, but it's an awareness that our words are a reflection from within our heart. They're a reflection of what's going on in our heart. So, Luke 6.45, Jesus said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So again, whatever we get into agreement with, we can actually have faith and agreement with what we're scared of. We can have faith and agreement with uh, a, a negative thing someone's spoken at us. And now, now we're, we're buying into that and we're, we're not using our faith to be aligned with the living, powerful, alive, active Word of God. Instead, we're getting into alignment with something the enemy wants to use to have us forfeit his good pur- God's good purpose for us, forfeit the promises of God in our lives. Can you say amen? So the answer isn't just changing the way we talk, although sometimes when we arrest the way we talk and we start changing how we talk, we start training and kind of rebuking whatever we've gotten into agreement with on the inside that is negative. But when it really gets down to bringing the, you know, the, the God change that, that he wants, it's about changing the diet of what we consume. Right? So, you know, we could go back a little bit cheesy, but we are what we eat, right? So, if we're consuming the Word of God and and speaking and meditating on and, you know, just pondering the Word of God, you know, confessing it, praying it, declaring it, that's going to be start of what what shapes our thinking, our agreement, our faith uh, will be with the Word of God. Uh, Look at what Jesus did in Mark 11, verses 12 to 14. It says, the next day as they were leaving Bethany... Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, so everybody noticed he spoke to the tree, right? He spoke right to it. He said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. And when evening came, Jesus, and so now we're going a few more verses out to verse 19. Some stuff transpired in between. They, they, they go and do some things, and now they're on their way back, and they pass the tree. It says, when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed, it's withered. And then Jesus says, have faith in God. Truly, I tell you, anyone who says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. 
Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So again, we're seeing a picture here of, of just speaking the Word of God. This is Jesus modeling. So, so we go back to the beginning, to creation, and God said, this is the work of the Father, right? And, and we know Jesus is the eternally existent Word of God. God is speaking the Word. And now we see the modeling of Messiah while He's on the earth, you know, speaking and speaking in faith and then giving us this life lesson as believers. If there's mountains, we can tell those mountains, speak to them, tell them to be removed, and those mountains will be removed. So that's pretty miraculous, right? Him speaking to a tree, uh, you know, a fig tree, and, and, but there's, there's a greater miracle that uh, oftentimes we don't really acknowledge as the greatest of all miracles, and it's the salvation of a soul. And it's, that's directly tied in as well, you know, with what we confess, with what we say. We were saved by speaking and confessing with our mouth. Romans 10, 8 and 10 says this, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you're saved. So again, there it is. It's laid out, right? The power of our words, you know? I mean, I mean, think about it, right? The Word tells us that the demons in hell believe Jesus is the Christ. You know, so, so what is salvation? Is it believing in God? Not, we're not all the way home, you know? Is it realizing that, you, you know, all, all power and authority is His? Now the demons believe that. We're, we're not all the way home for salvation, you know? They're, they're still demons. The difference is confessing His Lordship, confessing out of our mouth that He is the Lord of our lives, right? And then He comes to dwell in us and makes us brand new, makes us born again. Many people believe in God and Jesus Christ, but don't confess Him as Lord. That, that's, that's the differentiation mark for this miracle of salvation. So, uh, would you agree with me tonight? That is the greatest of all miracles, is when an, an eternal soul is made right with God, right? Amen. Amen. All right, so, so looking at this from several different angles, just wanted us to sort of ponder and, and let Holy Spirit work in our hearts and, you know, how are we doing with our mouth, bringing our mouth into agreement. You know, maybe we could, we could say tonight, all right, well, I've been pretty good on not using it in the wrong way, but man, have I been purposeful to speak the Word of God, to speak to the mountains when the mountains are, are before me, right? How do we get to the point where we're living… Uh, uh, in greater and greater ways, awareness of the Word of God, the promises of God, the importance to have our mouth uh, in, in the fruit of the Spirit, which is, you know, not speaking ugly things and things like that. Well, the, the process uh, that, that will cause that to happen is filling our heart with the right things. I said that a little bit earlier, but now I want to go back to it. So, what we see, what we hear, what we read, what we feed upon— ultimately fills our hearts, right? We've heard it put this way. There are ears, but it's really interesting when we think there are also our ear gate, the gate into our soul, gate into our heart, right? It's our eyes, but it's our eye gate as well. 
you know, and then what we, what we ponder in our mind, what we allow to build in our mind uh, can be something that, that becomes uh, a stronghold, either a stronghold of the enemy if we uh, ponder and, and meditate on whatever the, the enemy's report is on something, or it becomes a fortification for the Lord because we're now, you know, it becomes that helmet of salvation, right? The, the Word of God. Uh, so, the information that we take in ultimately becomes something that formulates into our belief system. You know, so when we look at there's very little out there that has neutral effect on us. You know, again, just making that comparison with, with food, there's, there's very little food out there that is just not good for you, and it's not bad for you. It's just there, right? Wouldn't you agree? It's kind of like usually in, in, in one category or the other. You know, we can look at that with the things that we take in. And, and, you know, just even bringing that point a step further, what we ingest, sometimes something isn't just what Bible and verse would call a sin, but maybe it is something that's not good for us. You know, have you ever had that? You're just in a certain environment and you're just like, I don't know what it is that just doesn't bring the best out of me. You know, or, you know, I, I don't know what it is. It's not like, the, you know, uh, they were doing anything wrong here. But, you know, we, we can look at that with, with people that we do life with. Some people pull good things out of us. Some people don't pull good things. They pull, you know, uh, the, wrong, the wrong things out of us, the part, the part of the nature that's been crucified, right? You know, so... Um, uh, the formulation of our belief system, that's when we start getting to the point, it, you, you know, we could, we could hear a passing thought on the radio. You know, I'll, I'll find myself sometimes I'm over at Wawa fixing a, a coffee and, and they're playing the radio in the background. And it's just the worst song in the world, you know, and, and stink. I walk out of there and like for the next 10 hours, I can't get that jingle out of my head, you know. I, I shared this years ago. I remember there was this song from Katy Perry uh, called Dark Horse. And it's just like, like total yuck, total demonic, you know, and it was like on the way to church. I stopped off for a coffee, you know, and I'm pulling in the driveway and, 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 and just the, the song's going through my head. And I'm like, no, no, I bind that. No, you know. So, so you know, we can, we can hear a, a, a something come through. We can hear somebody interviewed, uh, somebody make a statement. It's not that that one statement is going to take root and, and now it's, a, it's a, a, a giant redwood, you know. But what we feed on, what we continue allow to, to uh, work its way on the inside is going to turn into constructs that become our belief system, right? Even think about it on the Word of God side of things. Um, how many got saved, just by a show of hands, the first time you heard the gospel, you got saved? It's not that it's impossible. It certainly could have happened. Did anybody get saved the first time you heard the gospel? How many would say you heard a bunch of times before you actually got saved? Just give a wave. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, so isn't it interesting, right? The, the sowing of the Word and the sowing of the Word and the sowing of the Word. We heard it. We heard it again. You know, I know for me, um, you know, I had heard it several times. And, uh, and then finally when it took root, it's, you know, the, the scowls came off. And, and I was ready to make Jesus Lord of my life. Right? And, and it tells us in Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So our belief system unites with our speech and produces the fruit of our life. Amen. Right? Our belief system unites with our speech and produces the fruit of our life. So it's not, it's not what we're supposed to believe as Christians that's going to pour out of our lives. 
It's what we have turned into belief system on the inside that is now matching our words that's starting to become seeds that are sown and seeds that are sown. You know, so how many uh, along with me, I know I've said plenty of times, Lord, I need some crop failure on the seeds that I've sown. Lord, I I need to plant some new things. I need uh, crop failure uh, on this. uh, I was just going to say, yeah, some other, that that would be apropos too. So, but we'll just move on. So here's the power and the potential in our words, good or bad, our words are the seeds of our future, right? We don't mean this in a, uh, a superstitious way. You know, it, it's not, not a superstitious thing where say something three times or whatever. It's about when we bring our words into agreement with belief systems that are getting shaped on the inside. And again, it, we are being fed all the time. Can you say amen? If we are not aware of what we're being fed. You know, it's why it's so important to be anchored in the Word, to be anchored in prayer, to be anchored in worship, because our, especially now, we know we are living in a culture that that in in more and more ways uh, is disregarding and and calling false what God calls true and calling true what God calls false. And there's that whole frog in the kettle thing that if we're not intentionally feeding on the right things, come on, have you ever had it happen? I can remember one day, I can remember it was years ago. youth pastoring up in North Jersey. Remember, it was just like a particular long season of time in ministry, and I had started neglecting my own devotion time, my own time in the Word. And I remember watching a show, and I was clicking through, and I I got onto it, so where there were some liberal people uh, just sharing some real out there stuff. And there was a part of me that, that I found myself saying, you know, I can almost understand where that's coming from. And immediately, by the grace of God, God made me totally aware, you're, you're, you're losing your centeredness in me. You know, you have allowed the, enough, you know, to get in, to start to try to shape and mold and, and, and sow seeds on the inside, you know, and you haven't been careful enough to keep the word. So, so hey, here I am. I'm a youth pastor. I'm preaching sermons. I'm doing Sunday school. I'm, I'm, my vocation is church. But if I am not continuing and continuing to feed on the word of God and the right things, I'm not going to continue to have the harvest that's in agreement with the word of God. Right? Can you say amen? That's why we have to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. It's not that we get there and we stay there. So our words are the seeds of our future. Galatians 6 and 7 says a man will get back whatever he plants. So kind of starting to bring this in for a landing. If every word we spoke were a seed planted in a field, what would be the condition of our crops this evening? Would it be blessing or cursing? Would it be encouragement or discouragement? Good or evil? Love or hate? Kindness or rudeness? selfless or selfish, humility or arrogance. We could just go on and on. Uh, If we don't like the fruit that we're seeing in a crop in a particular area, then all we need to do, good news, is just plant some new seed. See what the Word of God says, get to being in agreement with God. And the last thing I would say, just as we, we wind this up here, and actually, Pastor James, would you mind coming back and just playing uh, in the background? It's just a real anointing when you were doing that earlier. Um, let's turn this now back to the opportunity we have with people around us. 
So let me tie this in with this relatability series. Let's tie this back in with more and more people are, you know, coming out of hibernation and more and more is opening up here in New Jersey. And we're, we're going to be shoulder to shoulder with more and more folks in, in these days to come here. We have an opportunity to be ambassadors for the Lord with, with to a certain degree, do, do, you, do you agree, almost a fresh Almost a fresh field of harvest is before us, right? We are coming out of this season, and things are just different than they were when we stepped in. And I believe God has been working on hearts behind the scene. And here's what I'm getting at here when we talk about the power of our words. Let's make a decision tonight, or if we've already made this, then just affirm the decision tonight. Let's be people inflators, not people deflators. That would be everybody. That would be inside our own household, where that's sometimes where the iron sharpens the iron the most, right? Uh, But also we could say with the total complete stranger, you know, that's obnoxious at the food store or, you know, whatever else it is, right? Just making the decision, I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak words that lift up. James 3 in verses 9 and 10, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be so. So to curse, uh, I was looking up some words that relate to that. To jinx was one word. I thought that was interesting. Scourge, to be a nuisance. Uh, But to bless, to approve, to affirm, to endorse. So we can be a fountain of blessing to others. Here's just a couple of thoughts on how we can do that. We can speak words of love speak words of blessing. We can affirm them and give them compliments and, and of course, sincere, sincere compliments, right? We can honor them and give them value. We can speak with respect. Just like Star 99.1, we can be positive and encouraging. Do you know a person's self-worth, whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, whether it's right or not, do you know oftentimes a person's self-worth is determined by what others say about them and what others say to them? What, what a great opportunity we have. Ephesians 4.29, this is in the Amplified, says, Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk tell me that doesn't cover the bases, ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. That, that's a good uh, filter to use on the words that we want to share. And, and, and just as a little bit of a balancer here, how many know this doesn't mean we can't say the hard thing, right? This doesn't mean that we can't say something that might be painful because it's truth or because it needs to be said or because confrontation needs to happen. But it's, it's a tone and it's a spirit how we approach. And when we approach it in this kind of spirit here that we're looking at in Ephesians 4.29, we can actually, you, you want to know what then what we're looking at, what it says in Proverbs, the wounds of a friend can be trusted. That's ouch, but oh, it's, it's only ouch because you love me. It's only ouch because you've got my best interest at heart, right? 
So can we just make uh, our, our decision here this evening? And, and actually, while Pastor James um, just plays a little bit, and, and I'm glad we got a little bit of time, um, could we just do a little, a little quiet? You know, this is one of the blessings about Wednesday evening times, you know, is we're not quite pressed with back-to-back services and that kind of a thing. Um, and it's something that we have done in the past, you know, on Wednesdays, uh, just sometimes just waiting and being still with the Lord. We're not used to that in our modern culture, right? Put the phone down, not look at it for all of four minutes. Be still. But could we just, you know, and I pray the tone of this evening was stirring and encouraging, you know, and, and, and affording us an opportunity to see uh, the things that God can do in the days ahead, working through our words, because there is such power in our words. So, so I, I think just for a few minutes, just to be saying, so Lord, let, let's inspect the mouth. Let's inspect the words. Let's inspect how I approach the words that come out of my mouth. And let's just give the Lord a chance to talk, and then just in, in, in our own way with Him, uh, you just make an altar at your seat. Thank you, brother. That is just so sweet and anointed. Just uh, let's have a, a few moments. Forget about whatever's waiting for us after service. There's so many different ways that Holy Spirit manifests and works. And, you know, there's, there's different gifts that happen in, in His selected moments. But, you know, the thing that's consistent through our lives in the day, in the night, in the hours, in the minutes, in the months, in the years is there will be words coming out of our mouths. So let's just reflect for a few minutes, and then I'll, uh, I'll come back and, and we'll close our time in prayer. Lord, we first off thank you so much for the miracle of salvation. That as we have believed and as we have confessed, Jesus is Lord over my life that you have heard, you have responded, you've made us brand new, you've made us born again. And God, to think that your precious Holy Spirit now dwells inside us. Mm. And God, we thank you that it is a good work that you've started in us, and it's a good work that you will bring to completion. On that day where we see you face to face, that one day. And God, afresh and anew tonight, we bring our mouths. We bring our speech. We bring our words. Lord, we bring those belief constructs that we carry around. Our thoughts, our lenses, our worldview pictures. And we ask God all of it, that you would take it and sanctify, that you would take it and work. God, we're we're bringing all of that and putting it on the altar and pray that your, your holy fire would come and just burn up any of it that's not of you. Any of it that's the old nature, any of it that's, that's the world system that we walk through day in and day out. Lord, that you would renew our minds, that you would renew us. Holy Spirit, sanctify 
and take our mouths, take our lips, take the coal and sanctify, cleanse, make new. And Lord, we're asking for every place where our words have been in agreement with the enemy, in agreement with the flesh, in agreement with words that have been spoken to us or at us. And we say no to all of that in the name of Jesus. We say crop failure to all of that in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask for a fresh anointing on us this evening to be those that will lift up, those that will encourage, those that will bolster and strengthen those around us. Lord, let it start with those that we know best and love best. And Lord, let it carry to the stranger that we pass in our day to day and everywhere in between, God. Father, we love you so much. And we do want to be those that have the fruit of your spirit so manifest, so present, so rich in our lives. Holy Spirit, that self-control would be there as a guard over what we would say. So just as a step of faith tonight, Lord, we say that it is our purpose that we will speak truth and we will speak life, we will speak hope, we will speak the word of God, we will speak the promises of God. In the name of Jesus, God, we just give you glory for it. Thanks for a, a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing on our mouth, on our tongue. Thank you, God, for working on our, just our frame of reference, our worldview. Let it be completely in alignment with your worldview, God. So in all of this, we just give you praise. We give you thanks. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Can you say amen? Amen.